Welcome to the Midnight Society, a horror movie review podcast. Each week, I bring you the lesser known, the independent, the low budget, sometimes medium budget, horror movie reviews. So let's get into tonight's review of Ebola Rex. It's a 2021 horror movie, not rated. It's an hour and 12 minutes long. And IMDb gives it 7.8 out of 10. And it stars Mel Novick, General Davis, who is a quintessential action movie villain. Mel Novick has battled a who's who of legendary Hollywood heroes and is best known as Stick the Assassin in Bruce Lee's Game of Death. Never seen it. I mean, he's been in some good movies. Well, it looks to be like, when you look up on IMDb, his acting credits, he acts pretty pretty well. Now, is he that good in this movie? You'll have to wait and find out. Then there's Sean C. Phillips, who is the protest, who is protester number one. And he is known for his work on Dead Ant, 2017, Ghost Shark, 2013, which was reviewed on Land of the Creeps. So you go back to their shark episode and you'll hear their comments about that. And then you have Mike Ferguson, who plays Mike. And he is... Known for work on Animal Kingdom 2016, Beyond the Law, and Triassic Hunt. He's also, what I read, was a bod, a stunt, stunt double, stuntman. And, yeah, he, so, that's it. Then you have John R. Walker, who is Peter Summers in the movie. Then you have Eric Anthony Russo Eric. Then you have Jennifer Nagel Malovia. Her character's name is Malovia, the Queen of Scream. Then you have Kenny May is Dick Steele. And then you have Clint Beaver. What a last name. <laughs> Running Man, number one. So there's your main... Your main cast of the movie. So the plot of the movie is a dangerous captive Tyrannosaurus Rex is infected with the Ebola virus and escapes a secret government lab to wreak, have, wreak bloody havoc in Southern California. It's up to brave General Mel Novak and an obsessed renegade soldier Ken May to stop it. Well, the movie basically starts out in a panic. You see the the Jurassic, the dinosaur, the T-Rex running through the city. And you see these, I believe they're Comanche helicopters. I'm not familiar with helicopters, but they look like Comanche helicopters. And they're trying to blow it up, trying to stop it. And you got the news, news goes off, and you got the news bulletin, and... They're explaining that the dinosaur 
with Ebola has escaped and is running through the town. And so the guy, so they cut to the guy who was sitting there in his living room watching it, ends up turning off the TV. He's like, I can't take this anymore. Sorry, TV. I love you. You're the best thing in my life and, and my movies and sitting here with all my collection and everything. I just can't take it anymore. I got to do something about it. So he becomes the protester number one. So then he goes out and he tries to make a sign and tries to protest. And then you see the dinosaur come, coming down the street right up to his yard. And then he freaks out and he runs back inside. So then they cut to, you see Mike, who is a, stone, a stoner, standing outside his front door. And then you see his friend, Eric who uh, basically um, is his friend and he's there in the driveway and he's all, he's all, Mike's all stoned. He's like, dude, when you come over tonight, can you bring me some snacks? And he's rattling off this, rattling off that. And then he keeps going on and on about, dude, I love you, man. I love you. And he keeps trying to get him to say, hey, I love you back, which, which was weird. But he finally ends up um, mouthing the words I love you but not really so then his friend goes off to work as a carpet salesman like well like a rug salesman and he gets a phone call from this woman who's wanting to buy buy a rug from her from him and she's a complete bumbling idiot because he he says I got Persian rugs, and she thought, what are you trying to do, sell me a cat? He's like, no, haven't you ever heard of Persia? They come from Persia. And she's like, you trying to say I'm stupid or something? And she's got like a redneck southern accent to her. And he's like, no, the country, they come from the country Persia, and they go back and forth, and she, he's saying all this thing, all that, and she's acting like he's trying to call her stupid and a moron and everything like that. And so the phone call ends up ending, and he gets all frustrated with his day, and he's like, Whoever wakes up wanting to sell carpets? Nobody. Sell rugs? Nobody. Nobody. So then he's on the, then he's driving home, he's on the way home talking to his, his girlfriend. She is at this dinosaur exhibit park, which is where she works during the during the, the virus and everything so the car the dinosaur part when I was watching that part I thought it looked familiar because it looked like I've seen it somewhere and I couldn't picture exactly where I've seen it and then I and then I looked it up and I'm like oh yeah it was appeared in the film Pee Wee's Big Adventure in 1985 what it is is Cabazone Dinosaurs, formerly Claude Bell's Dinosaurs, is a roadside attraction in Cabazone, California, featuring two enormous steel and concrete dinosaurs named Dinny the Dinosaur and Mr. Rex. Located just west of Palm Springs, the 150-foot-long Brontosaurus and the 65-foot-tall Tyrannosaurus Rex are visible from the freeway to travelers passing by on Southern California Interstate. The roadside attraction 
best known for their appearance in, you know, the Pee-Weed uh, Big Adventure, which I really like. I like that movie. Corny, dorky, stupid movie, but, you know, hey, I I enjoyed it. I liked it. Wasn't wasn't bad. So, then, after he gets off the phone with her, then, the, you know, shows the guy before they, they close the park down, you know, because of the virus, because of the Ebola, Rex running around. You see this guy, who's, who's just a tourist or whatever, came to the, the park there to see the dining doors, and he's just aimlessly, slowly walking through, taking pictures, looking at all these dinosaurs, sticks his head in one of the dinosaurs, slowly goes through the whole dang park. Gets to the end, blah blah blah. It took so freaking long. They had to show every, every single part of this dinosaur park, and I thought it took a little too long to get to the point. This movie was basically an hour, you know. It's a little over an hour, and it's got a slow pacing at times. It's not the greatest at, at getting to certain plot points, to certain points very well. And so they end up closing, everything like that. So the guy who, Mike, who is, is a stoner, is he's basically a doomsday prepper. But everybody laugh, laugh, would laugh at him and take him not serious and, you know, and everything like that. They're like, I might as well pretend like I'm a stoner and nobody, nobody thinks anything of it until the day comes. And then, then he becomes this army-like doomsday prepper and it's a big old shock to everybody. At one point, you see the general uh, who is trying to figure out what to do with the dinosaur and figure out where the dinosaur is and how can they stop him which I didn't think he acted all that very well when I looked up the trailers for his other movies they were better <laughs> better acting so like this is a B low budget movie so he got a little acting chops so he had a dumbed down the acting job maybe so he doesn't know to play all this stuff I thought Mike did a really good job I mean Mike was the strongest of the characters he he actually brought it to the the movie and so he's out so he's trying to figure out what to do where the dinosaur is and then you get this this uh animal hunter this um you know bounty hunter animal hunter type thing He's out, he, he decides to do something about it. So he goes out and he's trying to hunt for the dinosaur. And he's trying to find all these animals, mutilated animals and tracks. And he says, this, this T-Rex is not like anything we've ever seen before. And mutilating these animals, it's not as if he's trying to eat it. He seems like he's pissed. Like he's, a, he's pissed. Well, what would have made it so much more funnier is if like, I had like an accent like a... Australian accent or redneck accent or something no 
And so he's, he's got his phone, and he's facing it to him, and, and that's it. You see him, and then you see the background, and he's just kind of going around like that. And it took so freaking long. And I'm like, is this how the movie's going to go, where it gets a little action, and then it just drags at points? Which it does. It drags at points. And Mike, the doomsday prepper, decides to go and do something, and he wants to keep his friend safe, so he goes after his friend, and he basically puts on the gas mask, you don't know who it is, you kind of have an inkling because you see sort of the, the side of his, his neck, ish, so you kind of sort of know, and he, kidnapped, he, he goes into the guy's house, his friend's house, and he's like, kidnapping him and the guy's freaking out he's like who are you who are you man don't hurt me and he and he so he kidnaps him brings him back to his house and brings him down to the basement and he's got this black light looking but it's a uv light that he says oh he's gonna kill the germs kill the virus and everything like that so he takes the mask off because the guy's like again who are you who are you and he finds out he, it's his friend mike and so they're down there and He's swearing at him, you know, cussing, F this, F this, F this, all of that. And I don't know why they're friends, but he, he's like, I saved your life. And I'm and all this is keeping you alive. And then he, and at one point he's like, stay back, stay back, so you don't, you know, basically get him, get me infected. And he's trying to show him that here, this is all the stuff, and I've been a doomsday prepper, and nobody knew a thing. And they didn't know it was coming. He was, his friend was shocked. And so they take a long time to get to the point of that, that, that whole scenario of them being down there and not really telling you what they're really going to do. Like, they're living out, they're, they're down there off a generator, got the news on and stuff, but they don't tell you what his plan is, like they're just going to ride it out or what. And then at one point he said, we're losing set. You see all them dinosaurs? See what's going on? And we're losing satellites. That was a what the F moment. Losing satellites. How did the Ebola infected T Rex cause satellite failure? Didn't make no sense. So they're down there. Time goes on. They're talking back and forth. He feeds them this food. He says, Here, eat this. Eat it. And he's having a hard time eating it, and he's like, I'm trying, man. So he's like, so then he ends up throwing the, his ash from a cigarette in there. He's like, now you're going to eat this food. So he ends up eating it, and then he starts coughing, and he's like, what was that? And, and he's like, it was just a bean. I'm eating chili, you know. It's probably just a bean. And then he starts coughing some more. And then, and then Mike's like, you know what I'm going to have? You know what's going to happen next? And... So he ends up taking his gun out, and just before he's getting ready to blow his friend away, his friend looks at the picture of his, his girlfriend or wife, I wasn't completely sure, and was basically saying that I love you and I'm sorry for blah, 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 blah. And then he snaps the picture away, and then he, he shoots him. And then he gets, goes, back, goes upstairs, and he's all crying, and... And like, why me? What happened? Why? What did, what did this do? What did I just do? Oh, man. And so he finally ends up walking out of the house. And 
you see these murder hornets. Yes, they're murder hornets. And yes, you do know what they are. Because earlier in the movie, they have explained. Murder hornets. 5G zombies. All these other movies they've made, they've explained or referenced them throughout this movie. He goes out to the end. Out to the... To the um, in the end, he goes out to the in front lawn, and you see these hornets flying around. They're the murder hornets. They look kind of small-ish, a little bit right there. And then you see these big, like three of them, big giant ones, and they stab him in the back, stab him in the front with a sting, with a stinger, and he falls to his knees and dies. And at that point, I was like, "What the f? Am I watching?" A ending, sure, I'm spoiling the ending of it, but because this movie, probably none of you are going to watch this movie. Was it great? Was it bad? You'll find out. So, I was shocked at the ending, like, wait a minute, that's it? There's no closure to this? Whatever. But then I had a brain fart, because when I was looking up, uh, you know, info on the movie, my research, I had came across previously to this that there was going to be a second movie or there already was made a second movie. And when I watched the ending of it, I totally blanked that out and was like, what the fuck? That's it? That's how they're going to end it? But the second movie is Ebola Rex versus the Murder Hornets. And that dawned on me, like, oh, yeah, that's right. So that totally made the ending of the movie, you know, I understood the end of the movie. But when you're first time watching this, not knowing anything about there being a second movie, or if it was going to be a second movie when they first made it, you're like, what the F? And that leaves you on but oh I'm gonna go look on your net I gotta go look I gotta find out is there a second movie what's gonna happen what's gonna happen so basically that's the gist, gist of the movie dinosaur runs rampant it gets injected with Ebola and escapes which I had to figure that out through my research because they didn't explain that it escaped too well they didn't show you any of it how it escaped they didn't show you any of that it just Boom, here it is, running through the city. They're trying to blow it up, fireworks, everything. And this is one of the movies that, like, you would see on TV, on your late-night horror host TV, because it would have been something that I saw, like, like on um, Svengooly. That's the one that I, I know of and I watch, is Svengooly. And it would have been like that, where you, the lady in the beginning did her horror host stuff in the beginning talking about different stuff and mentioning the other movies and then they start the movie then have about halfway through the movie she comes back again and does her spiel again and then cut back to the movie and that was the last time you saw her and I thought she did a really good job acting acting as that the acting was like a shocker after I found out what other films the the two, the general and Mike have done and watching the trailers for those movies 
I'm like, they didn't, well, the general didn't act to the level that he could have acted. Mike, yes, he did a very good job, like he would have in his other movies. Yes. Now, the CGI, I thought was on the level of, like, PS2. If you're into gaming and you've ever played PS2 games or PS3 games, I give it somewhere kind of like PS2, 3, maybe a little more... I guess I would have to say a little more um, PS3, you know, PS3 level of of graphics and everything. So that basically what I had for the movie wasn't a lot of there was some there was some gore like the guy. Oh, the funny part. Okay, here's the funny here's the really funny part. The guy who was going through the park, the dinosaur park. This was hilarious. Going to the dinosaur park. He, um, got to the very end. Then he sees the dinosaur standing there. Goes up to it, like, taking pictures and um, not realizing or knowing that it's a real dinosaur. And it was the Ebola Rex. And yes, it eats... It eats the guy. Which I thought that was absolutely just freaking hilarious that in a nutshell is what the movie is just absolutely just like crazy and I I I had a hard time watching this movie I mean I've seen some bad shoddy movies you know I've seen things killing which it moved on it didn't drag on different things you know, but I bought it because I saw the poster and I thought, oh, wow, it's great. It wasn't too bad. And so I bought it. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. And, you know, and I got it in my collection now. And it is what it is. If you want to watch it, go for it. It's on video on demand. Go rent it. I wouldn't necessarily recommend buying it. The DVD has only special features were the trailers for the other movies they made. That's it. So, here's the part of the show where I do your comments. Your shoutouts. So, Pearl Morgan from Land of the Creeps said, anything with a T-Rex is scary. They are so intimidating. Yep. It's just scary and freaky like like this movie they had some terrifying moments. You Jurassic Park's not really scary, but it has some scary moments like the dinosaur eating the guy off the toilet. You know, the when he when the dinosaur eats that uh that goat, that was pretty terrifying. And then you have Amanda Lee who says Tammy and the T Rex Absolutely, I absolutely love the movie, and you can't go wrong with any of the Carnosaur movies. Always a gory good time. Great job with the podcast, Harry. Looking forward to the episode. Hoping you do a werewolf-themed one soon. Which, that is pretty cool. That gives me a challenge. I'm up for it. Awesome. Thanks for the suggestion, you guys. Any more suggestions you may have for 
future future episodes, I'm down. And yes, I haven't watched the T Tammy T Rex. Tammy and the T Rex. I've heard lots of things about it, and I've, I've watched the trailer prior to um, doing my podcast. And yes, that one is way better. And yes. Unfortunately, you can go wrong with carnosaur movies. Take Ebola Rex, for instance. There was nothing redeemable about this movie. The trailer is the only redeemable thing about it. Everything else, they should have just done away with it. And Sorry, that's my cat running around acting all crazy. And should have done away with that. It basically should have just been what, what the trailer was. And done it as a short movie. And left it at that. That, yeah, no. I'm sorry, but no. So, hit the like and subscribe button wherever you found my podcast. And you can reach me at on Twitter at the Midnight SOC 9 And... Facebook at The Midnight Society Podcast. Love to hear your reviews and your ideas for next coming up episodes. Thank you. And thanks for keeping horror alive one episode at a time.